Welcome to another week's edition of Good Band, Bad Band, where we talk about two artists whose names sound similar, but the music sounds very different. This week we're talking about Kodak Black Flag. I am Jared. Caleb. This is Tyler. And here we are on a, a very, very different one, I, I would hate say. This one. You hate he it? He hates it already. It's the worst one. Wow. Oh, wow. You don't even like half of it? No. Wow. Wow. Okay. That's surprising. That yeah. is surprising. Now I'm I'm very curious how this uh how this shapes out then. Yeah. But so, uh, let's uh, let's start with yeah. Kodak Black. I believe that Kodak Black is officially our very first uh uh, good band, bad band, uh, now alum. You know that he's been added to the uh-huh, the crew. Uh-huh. Uh, who, upon recording, is actually currently imprisoned. I think. Oh, really? That sounds right. I think Six it, nine was not imprisoned when we recorded. Ooh, that's a good question. I thought that he was uh, in the process of being prosecuted. Maybe he was. Yeah, he was time. snitching at the time. Perhaps he was. Is he yeah. in prison now? Is he? No. no Six he's nine not, is he's not. not. He's he out. never. He never. Uh, yeah. You know. Yeah. Hmm. So yeah, I th- I think it could be six nine might be the one who breaks my understanding of that, but I know for sure because I looked into it that Kodak Black indeed is currently he's incarcerated. Yes, he is incarcerated. What for? Who knows anymore? Lots of things. Yeah, I know there's lots. If, did you see all his rap sheet? Is it's insane? It's uh, insane. I do have a favorite one. He is in uh, Inez, Kentucky. You're not too. You were not too probably far hey. from there. He is uh, serving a federal sentence at uh, Big Sandy. Big Sandy, huh? Gotta love old Big Sandy. <laughs> That's a good one. I think it's from, oh man, I don't know. There's a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. Might have been from 2018, uh, where he had uh, multiple charges stemming from an Instagram live feed mm-hmm. that was showing him passing a marijuana and a gun around a small child during That's the Instagram it. feed. Yeah, That's that it. that was the thing that I had saved as a thing to say. Uh, but did you read about how he wants out of prison? How he wants out of prison? Yeah, like he wants. He's asking to be released uh, okay. for a few different uh, reasons. One. He is claiming he's being um, assaulted in prison okay. by uh, both the prison guards and the other inmates. Okay. And um, uh, so he had asked for his early release, and he begged President Donald Trump to let him out. Oh, oh yeah? Right. And his attorney... Uh, Okay, so Kodak Black's attorney was a contestant on The Apprentice in 2005, and he got fired, which you fired. You fired. You know. He also represented Trump's former campaign manager, Corey Lewandowski, in his 2016 case. Oh, okay. So there's some, there, there's there's kind some ties. There's some ties to Trump. Um, Kodak Black also has been requesting to see a rabbi in prison. Okay. Yeah, he changed his name, didn't he? Not that I've seen, but he hasn't a formally yeah, been... Yeah, he's serving under a different name. Oh, really? Yeah, he's not serving under his birth name. He's serving under the name uh, Bill K. Capri. Yeah, because he changed his name due to religious reasons. Because hmm. he but became he, religious while imprisoned. He wanted a Torah, and they have not given it to him. And hmm. he had asked to see a rabbi, but because of the COVID-19 pandemic, uh, they were not doing any face-to-face... Um, 
visitations. Right. And so he was able to call a rabbi on the phone and talk to them, but that was not sufficient enough for Mr. Kodak. Mr. Capri. So uh, I don't know. There's still that all that. It's very interesting. His uh, his music is is very bad. Yeah, it's not yes, too good. Yes, it is. But it is his, pretty poor. Um, his uh, life life, I guess, is interesting. It's a it's a very very um, tumultuous time. Yeah, I believe if I remember correctly, which is I found this to be surprising. He actually started rapping, I believe, at like twelve, mm-hmm. um, which is crazy. But really, I, I mean, because he came up in a poor area in Florida, yep. and um, I mean, he, like, basically, criminal behavior is kind of like his constant go-to ever since he was, you know, a kid. Yeah, he and was so in, he was in like juvie, like really mm-hmm. young, like like sixteen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one just, year, one year he went in three separate times. Yeah, yeah. and basically, you know. And I, I do have a conversation that I want to have about it to a certain degree. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit farther off from Kodak, but it, you know, sure. it's, it's worth talking about to a certain degree. Uh, but first, it, it's like a constant stream of you know gun violations um, and drug charges, parole, parole violations, violation, yeah, everything. And the one that I think was perhaps uh, the story that I found to be the most humorous out of all of them. Yes, uh, he has some trouble with um when they sentence him to like uh life skills and anger management and stuff like that and there was an instance when he was in anger management and they actually kicked him out of group uh a group session because he wouldn't stop burping no no oh my <laughs> he just like he was just being disrespectful and combative and just burp kodak burp <laughs> uh so he just he just burped the whole time and she finally was like yep you got to get out of here prior to the that. meeting he get out of here so much fizzy lifting drinks exactly yep. he was he was floating up into the sky and he had to get him down he's so. a bit of a mess he's only 23 yeah he's well. young he's and really he's, young and he's a mess yeah the the question that i have though um and i think this is really the only because you know we don't have to dig too deep into his criminal behavior like yes. we don't have to spend the whole time on it yeah well you could we, oh we could for sure um but i think my biggest kind of question is um you know is this a situation in which the system has failed kodak black because when I look at it, you know, usually when you look at it, you know, if you think about somebody who came up in a poor area, kind of raised in, you know, in a lot of criminal activity, the system then kind of, again, like I said, fails them. It becomes a situation where they're put in jail. They're not given any services to become better. And, um, you know, that there's just no progression that occurs with that individual. Mm-hmm. But I feel as though... In, in a, you know, usually, usually, I will say, I think that that is often the case in these situations. Okay. But in this instance, I think that that is not the case. Yeah. Because he's, he's been offered a lot, a lot, a lot of opportunities to yeah. have. Well, he has a lot of money, yeah. too. And so he could use those financial resources to better himself as mm-hmm. well. But instead of, um, you know, like, he's too busy burping yeah he's too busy yeah exactly like he instead instead of of, instead of like changing your lifestyle you just have expedited it to the next like yeah yeah uh, so he's known for uh the song no flocking which Mm -hmm. we'll get to because there's a a tie-in with somebody else we've covered on this show Mm -hmm. but so there's a music video for the song no flocking and then there's another song no flocking too 
And so the music video for No Flogging is basically him and his friends just in a parking lot, and they're just like dancing and having a good time, and he's rapping. Mm -hmm. And then No Flocking 2, he has like wads of money, and he's in, sitting in front, like on a plane, mm -hmm. and like you can see the difference between when this song was released and being up and coming. Yeah. And then this time where he has become like this name. Yeah. And so like those the the difference is in the lifestyle, but then you just kind of amplify the the poor lifestyle choices. Mm -hmm. And that's how he gets to be in the position that he's in. Right. Where you know you you don't change the bad behavior. Like some of there are some um hip hop people that kind of came up in that, like Kendrick Lamar, sure, other people like that, where Jay Z, Jay Z, yes, uh, where they've you know like bettered themselves and don't have to, like you can rap about being in gang lifestyle because mm -hmm. that is what you're in, yeah. But then you can rap like Jay Z, where he's like, uh, I'm a businessman, you know, like I'm, yeah. I'm not a businessman, I'm a business. Man. Yeah. So right. uh yeah. so he was named to the double XL freshman list a yes. few years ago. Yes. Now I know what you want to play, which is pretty good. Sure. Uh the freestyle cipher thing. Sure. But there is a video where uh they do like a little sit down where they get to know him or whatever. Oh yeah. And he said that he's better than Biggie and Tupac. Okay. No. Which is funny we're, because we're covering them for record roundtable right, this week. Right. So it's ironic that yeah. we picked we should have just done Kodak Black for record roundtable because according to him, he's better than yeah, Biggie apparently. and Tupac. Right. When, no, was, when, when was that? 2016, when? I think. So that would have been when he was like 19 years old. Yeah. Yeah. A little wee little fool. A <laughs> baby. I, uh, so you actually, you're a little off base, surprisingly. So oh. I, I, the, the, the freshman cipher is certainly something to behold. Yes. There's a lot of names that are that, like at this point are like, you know, fairly big names that came out of that specific cipher. My favorite, of course, being the opener, Denzel Curry. Mm. But, uh, you know, there were other, you know, names throughout that that were pretty, you know, good. But what happened is, is that they also do um, the freshman freestyle mm. often. I don't know if you watched that one. No. It's indecipherable. Oh, nice! It is well, he one just of keeps mumbling all the time. It is one of the worst freestyles I've heard in my entire life, Let's and I would it. I'd like to play it. Yeah, let's play hear it. it. I want to hear it. Another uh, before you get, I was I don't know if we should tell this tale, but so he was beaten up by the guards, as I said, and he claimed the guards flicked his testicles during the beatdown. Oh boy, <laughs> that's that's quite the thing. That's pretty demeaning, right there. <laughs> it really is. That's all not right. right at all. With their fingers? What else would? It be? Oh, I guess that. Yeah. You yeah, could yeah, use a uh, some type of a like rubber band, perhaps. Yeah, they're shot rubber bands at him. Ready? quality stuff it's it's quite the thing it's very good very good wasn't it mm, phenomenal i got a couple words i i think let me scroll down really quickly 
Yeah, the first comment that you see is hilarious. Uh, fire. Can't wait for the English version to come out. <laughs> I love... My favorite thing about re, uh, watching those videos is the comment section. For sure. So oh, yeah. uh, there's another rapper that has was on the freestyle list, I think, last year or two years ago named Lil Mosey. Mm-hmm. And he is absolutely destroyed in the comment section for every single video that you see on, for Double XL. Uh because like they're like because the the opening line of Lil Mosey's freestyle is I woke up like the man I am the man like he just is like yeah repeats he rhymes the man and he says he's the man over and over yeah and so uh, the comments are like uh, this is better than Lil Mosey's career this is better than Lil Mosey's career uh, if you'll play uh, the part of Kodak Black's freestyle sure. from that cipher yeah because it it's it's a freaking it's pretty good because he says he insults the dj right from the get he does that was one of the weirdest the weirdest parts of that for sure that's what you wanted he obviously went to he he got what learned what he should have from rap school and that's what to do first thing you do is insult the dj and then they cut you off turn on turn on turn on turn on turn on who the fuck picked this little sorry ass beat? I'm from the ugly corner, man, them little sour ass streets. Now, homie, I'm the one who let your starving ass eat. You was hungry, I ain't had to let your sorry ass eat. My cousin G1 got out for manslaughter last week. Gave my dog a buck fifty, that nigga brought me back three. Like not that I not that I like particularly like his his rap style or anything, but like that's exceptionally better than the freestyle. Uh, it's way better than yeah. Like, I, I don't know. But yeah, yeah, that's... <laughs> then when he opened with, who who picked this beat? It's like, what? <laughs> who picked the lame-ass beat? It's like the guy that's doing his job. He's, yeah. he's just still still scratching <laughs> in the background. Care. Like, all right, I guess this is fine. They probably warned him. I think he might make... I think he might give you shit initially, so you should so I just pick, keep going. So I picked out a few lyrics here. Ooh, from okay. the cypher? From uh, the songs oh, we listened to. Okay. One okay. of them is from the song Drowning. Yep. He said, I'm the shit, I'm farting, I don't know how to potty, pull up in a Rari, I'm in the yo like Gotti. Great. What? <laughs> Horrible. <laughs> all right, all and right. And then in the song Roll in Peace uh-huh. with uh, XXX Tentacion, mm-hmm. he repeats the word bitch over and over. He says... And not like outcast. You ain't the one for me, baby. You ain't got shit I need, bitch. You want me to take my time with you? Well, maybe I'm not your speed, bitch. Maybe I'm out your league, bitch. You ain't even got no cheese, bitch. Maybe I'm just too G for you, gangster. Or maybe I'm just too street, bitch. Yeah, I remember that. Remember that? I remember that verse. Maybe he also. I think. I, I think the, the cheese song. line is the one that I have the most questions. Well, he ain't about. got no cheeses as well. Uh, he mentioned that so so he he rhymed okay so he said uh boy you need to run your checkup i'm eating on you and no ketchup yeah i'm eating on you and can't catch up so he rhymed ketchup with ketchup with ketchup but it's the same same word same word just different spelling and therefore it counts as a rhyme look at him that's a catchy way of doing things yeah it's clever it's clever what do you think about that? I don't. I didn't think Drowning was very good. I think it was the best song we listened really? to. I don't think. I don't mean they're all pretty bad. <laughs> I was gonna say I don't know that I had one that's. I mean I, 
I don't think I had a song to me that stood out. Like it was just consistently not great. Yeah, it's not. It wasn't very no. good. I've not, never, I've never been interested in Kodak Black at all. Mm-mm. Like when the Double XL list would come out, I would listen to those people and try and get an idea of who they are and stuff. Sure. Double XL is a hip hop magazine that picks out freshmen every year, which are like the up and coming rappers. And every year people hate the list. Every yeah. year the list gets worse according to all the people. Yeah. Yet somehow like every year at least a couple people who come out of it then like, like have this year careers. it's Megan the Stallion. For sure. She is like the biggest person in the world right now. Mm-hmm. And she was just she was this on year on double XL. This year she was on the double XL. That seems kind of list. surprising to yeah. me. But she it was before every like she blew up. Right. So they Yeah, but knew. she's been I knew about her before this. No, you're thinking of the 2019. 2020 did already come out. So she was the 2019. Who was good in 2020? Anybody? Not a lot of people. I think that the... Jack Harlow. Was yeah, was Jack Harlow was the, really the biggest right. one. It was yeah, 2019. Yeah. It was last year. Yeah. So they, they kind of figured it out. Right. Denzel's good. Kendrick Lamar was on the list. He's mm-hmm. good. Mac Miller was on there. He was ben on the list. Staples was on there. Yeah. Um, when was Ke- Kendrick Lil Lamar? Lil Dicky was on there, which is pretty crazy. Oh, that, that is Dickie crazy. Would be when was Kendrick was on, on there? there? Uh, I think maybe 2000, like a few years ago, 15 or so. Not really. Chance the rapper was on there in like 14, 15. Hmm. You so say they, Ken, no, Kendrick wasn't 15. Kendrick would have been like maybe like 12. Okay. Yeah, it had to be a while back. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it would have been. It would have been a while ago because his yeah. for I think that Pimp a Butterfly came out in 2015. I think or maybe yeah. it was 2016. It was six. It was one of those two. I think it was 16. I could be wrong, but yeah, it's, it was either 15 or 16. Mm. So yeah, he it was. I if I remember correctly, I think that his cipher was in 2012. But again, I could be 11. wrong. Oh, was it 11? 11. Okay, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, like, X, the Double XL has definitely had, like, not more hits than misses, but yep. definitely have been able to pull off some some good picks. The other people on that same side for Kendrick Lamar was Lil B. I don't know who that is. Yeah. I do. C High, The Prince. Nope. And Yellow Wolf. Yellow Wolf. So, Yellow Wolf. Yellow uh, Wolf. Do you want to play No Flocking so they kind of have yeah, an idea we of might as what well. we're... Talking about sure. might as well play it. What are you gonna do? So Young nigga, I got old cash, spazzing on the ass. I got product on my whole ass. Got my lab with me, pop a nigga like a damn tag. Shopping on the ass. I just bought a new old jack. Yeah, it's so fast. Smoking flocker, you a jackass. All I smoke is gas. Don't you ask me what a pole Okay, so that song yeah. is the same flow. As Cardi B's song, Bodak Yellow. Yes. So mm-hmm. she called it her song. He, that is Kodak Black. She called her song Bodak Yellow, and she just basically ripped off his entire flow. Huh. Really? Yeah. So we just we talked about that on the Cardi B episode. Yeah. But we did not care or know anything about Kodak Black during that episode. Yeah. I knew I didn't like her for some reason. and I knew I preferred... Uh, Nicki Minaj for some mm. for some reason. Ooh, I don't I don't know if I agree with that. That's okay. Who drugs the drinks? It's true. Nicki never did that that we know of. That's to my knowledge, you are correct. Yeah. So, uh, the only other thing I think that I uh, know, I don't know, I don't know. 
Did you did you listen to that Roll in Peace too? What were the things you wanted to talk about? Was that everything that you wanted to talk about from? I have kind of a general conversation I'd like to have about Kodak Black. Okay. Um, but if there was something else you want to talk about, uh, the only other thing was um the song Roll in Peace too. Mm-hmm. If you'll play that, there's sure. a sample that I'll see if you know. I can't remember the name of the song. I know it's Usher Ludacris and a Lil John. Lovers and Friends. Lovers and Friends. Okay, that's that was what it the is. the up in the bathtub, rubber dubby. That's it. That was the, the best line of that song. The, I don't want to. It's not technically a sequel, but it is the next song that Usher, Lil John, and Ludacris worked on after. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is like one of the greatest songs that's ever existed. It's a big song. It's a pretty important song. So, so my general conversation that I wanted to have about Kodak Black is that he falls within the realm of mumble rap. Yeah, and mumble rap really has kind of. Um, transcended in a lot of ways and become like such a huge huge commercial thing at this point and i think a lot of people you know the term is like you know an old head who you know is like you know, oh all this new hip-hop is shit you know um and i don't like having that mentality about um any kind of genre i don't want to um have just kind of a general sweeping mentality of all of this is bad however I have yet to find really a mumble rapper that I personally enjoy. I have tried. I've tried many, many times on different like modern hip hop artists that fall within that kind of realm. Um, and I just can't, I, I can't land on any, I can't land on any mumble rap artist who has kind of stood out to me as like better than the others, I guess. Denzel Curry is really the only one but he's so far beyond mumble rap. Like he kind of started. Some people would have considered him, like I'm, I guess, in that same lane. But I disagree completely. Like I don't think that he's ever really been a mumble rapper. He uses sometimes like trap beats, which is common for mumble rappers to use like trap beats. Um, but other than that, like I don't really think so. Um, so I really, I, I don't know if you guys have any mumble rapper for you that you're like, that's a reason to enjoy this genre but i i I can't i haven't been able to yet so one of the bigger names in that genre if you like because it's so like do you count this person or not like Mm -hmm. if they find success then that means they're not in rumble rap anymore i don't know like future is like the biggest and then young thug those are the two biggest young thugs who i was gonna bring up I don't like Young Thug's music. Very I don't much. really like it that much either, but I know that it was a big, like when Jeffrey came out, that was a big album, if I remember yes. correctly. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. So, which, and I don't know. I'm, it's not my thing either. Yeah. Really. I don't really like trap beats that much. Like, I'm what, not what we super have big today, on them either. Yeah. That's trap beats. I like T.I. 
Okay. Original trap, original trap music. Yeah. You know, but he's not a mumble rapper though. You know what I mean? No, like, but I'm talking right. about trap. Beats. I know, I know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like, I know that one, uh, one trap artist that a lot of people are pretty big on is Playboy Cardi, and I've listened to him, and I'm just like, I don't get it at all. Like, I just don't find a whole lot of enjoyment in his style of trap beats. Um, but like Future, like Future has had a couple okay verses from my perspective, but I don't think i like future i don't really like his um delivery or flow either like i don't find him particularly that interesting i like a couple future songs but i don't i don't purposely ever listen to him right that's the same thing with like young thug sometimes i'll see young thug as a future artist on somebody Mm -hmm. and it doesn't really like entice me i do uh back in i think 2010 ish area Mm -hmm. young thug was in a group uh called black portland mm-hmm. and they released uh, an album called uh black portland and there's a few songs on that that i really liked um maybe we can play it I don't know. if you'd like to you have a specific song uh it was with uh bloody J and young thug it's 2015 it was not 2010 2015 uh probably the song uh forever bloody I like the bright production. Yeah. It's kind of poppy. Yeah, yeah really. it's got some pop, some pop sensibilities to yeah. the to the beat. So but... I think that does. It's all right. It's okay. But I don't, I don't love the delivery again. Yeah. So it's very whiny. It's like a sound. They call it emo rap and SoundCloud rap. Yeah. Another yeah. person that's in that uh, in that genre is Ski Mask, the Slump God. Which yeah. I like him. He has pretty good right. songs. But he's um he was friends with XXX Tentacion, mm-hmm. which he was part of like the emo rap too, but I wouldn't really call him um like mumble, mumble rap. rap necessarily. No, I think those I think it's I think so that weird, SoundCloud like, rap and emo rap and um mumble rap are all distinct things. I think yeah. emo rap and SoundCloud rap come a little closer. Um it is really hard to keep up at this point though. Yeah. There's like a lot, a lot, a lot of different like um like areas of rap at this point and a lot of them have become popular and it, it becomes a point where a lot of them kind of blend yeah um well they all kind of like for instance we as we mentioned a lot of, like a lot of mumble rap use trap beats right they all like every every new kind of genre of rap or hip-hop is always pulling something from somewhere else you right know what i mean so that like and it's like in today in in like popular hip-hop of today um, there's not a lot of variety anyway. No. So when you pull from other people's stuff, like it's it's also blended as is that it's like, I, I, for me, I don't even know if it's worth differentiating. Right. Really, for some of it. I, I would agree with that to a certain degree, yeah. So. You want to move on? Yeah, let's move on. Let's do All it. Right.
Dang, I should have went like one second later for that pick slide. <sighs> Shut up. Yeah, you're right. So I want to go ahead and get to it. Jared, sounds like you did not like Black Flag. Yeah. What's up? That. I did not enjoy Black Flag. Punk boy. I didn't like it. Is it, do you think it was the, uh, um, amateurism? Yes. That's well, what I was say. Okay. It, the, the production definitely has, you know, some lacking features I mean, to it for sure. It's hard. So. It's hardcore punk, which is kind of like that. It's DIY. You know right. what I mean? Oh, uh, I knew, I was wondering how long it would take you, but it did not take you long to DIY. Get to DIY, man. I will admit that, uh, I like minor threat more. Mm. That's so, fair. And I think those are the two main dudes, dudes, the two main groups mm-hmm. led by prominent dudes, I suppose. That sure. um, kind of come out. I mean, they were buddies. Henry Rollins and Ian McKay were friends. They grew yeah, up together. Yeah, that's true. Wasn't it a case that um, Ian McKay actually encouraged Henry Rollins to get into Black Flag? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I thought I saw. So. It's weird because the Black Flag's a California band. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you know, Ian or uh, Ian uh, Henry moved to California, and then is when all this stuff went down. So. Yeah. Um, Henry Rollins is an interesting dude, though. Yes, At least we can say that. He's dude, very yeah. cool. I feel I actually, it's a bummer because last year he was in Cincinnati for his, he does photography and like stuff like that. And he presented a thing and I wanted to go to it and I didn't get a chance to, which is lame. I actually, um, he had um, a stand up thing that he did for Comedy Special or Comedy Central. Um, and he talked about um, an, uh, an occasion in which he did acid. And he's a compelling guy. Yeah. He's a very, very interesting speaker. Uh, he's definitely said some shitty stuff. Uh, I did a little bit of, you know, digging and like, you know, just to figure out kind of who he was as a person. Like I watched, um, I think it was like a video called like Henry Rollins versus the world or something like that. And it just shows like different times in which he was like, uh, cause I mean like there's a, there's a pretty violent culture behind black flag, yeah. you know, like there was a, I, from my understanding, was that a lot of their live performances, like the crowd would like fight them. Like they would try and like beat the crap out of the guys in Black Flag. And so Rollins initially was not like a super big dude, but he would still kind of like stand his ground. But he started like weightlifting because of it. Like he got like buff because of the fact that he was getting beat up all the time on stage. Yeah, he used to be kind of scrawny. Yeah. Um, so there's like the in the video, there's multiple occasions in which like he's kind of not, he's not like, like physically combative unless he's on stage, but like, you know, fans will come up and he's kind of like, you know, passive against him kind of thing. Um, I won't get into like all of this stuff, but like, yeah. So like, you know, he's, he's definitely an interesting dude. He's got a very, very odd personality. Um, and I think that he, which is understandable for like hardcore punk, he uses the medium as a way to get out his aggression. Right. You know, like he, he's using the, you know, the, the hard lyricism and the the speeding instrumentation and all that to really kind of like get out some of that energy he's got right. in him. I also think it's kind of weird that, um, you know, he and Ian were close. They were in hardcore punk bands together, you know, at the same time. Mm-hmm. And like Ian went on, of course, and uh, paired up with uh, with Guy and the guys in Fugazi and, you know, kind of worked towards post hardcore henry rollins had the rock you know rollins band yeah uh, but he didn't really like do he didn't move forward into anything else no he just kind of like they stuck he was in black flag did hardcore punk rollins band is like a punk band really yeah and then that's just kind of like the world that he lived in i think it's kind of right. weird to think that because they were close when they were growing up and i just think it's weird that like one person moved in a certain direction the other person didn't really like move at all right in a way i think it's interesting because like a lot of people know who Henry Rollins is, I feel like, 
but I don't think as many people know about Black Flag. People that know about punk know about Black Flag, right? right. But they're not like this. They're not the Ramones, and they're not the Pistols, and they're not. No, well, they're not uh, Dead Kennedys even. No, no, no. Because no, I feel like Dead Kennedys they're... are more influential than Jello Biafra is. Whereas, mm, well, yeah, Henry Rollins is more influential. Like he does stand up. I think that he spoke uh, at Horror Hound. I think that I could have seen him some at some point there. That I think he likely. does things like that yeah. too. Um, and then I he had a show, the Henry Rollins show on I think IFC a while ago. I like an interview, sit down interview kind of style show. I think you're right. I watched that years like a long time ago, probably at least ten years ago. It's like I knew him from that too. It's funny. I was not so I I was pretty sure that Henry Rollins was in Black Flag. But I also <laughs> did not know for sure. Right. And so I went on and I like tried to like type it in and stuff. Cause I I there's a song by Henry Rollins band that I like. Yeah. And I was gonna play that song. And then I was like, is he even in this band? Because I couldn't figure it out. And then I went on Wikipedia and it did like he wasn't the first vocalist. No. Keith Morris right. was the first vo- right. first vocalist of, of and then he was the vocalist from eighty one to eighty six. Henry Rollins was mm-hmm. Which is the left. longest anybody has been the vocalist. But I do right. on I honestly think it's interesting. Well, no, that- that's not true. Is the current vocalist now been longer? Yeah. Okay. Mike Valley, who is oh. a skateboarder. Yeah, that's he, what I was gonna say. He was the vocalist uh, in two thousand and three, and then left. And well, I don't. I think they must have broken up, like been on hiatus. But he's been yeah. there. He's been the vocalist since two thousand thirteen. So that's seven years. That's longer than. Well, the Rollins. only thing is, is that they were only active from two thousand thirteen to two thousand fourteen, and then they only became active again last year. Like they they went on hiatus uh, again. Yeah. Well, then, so, I, yeah, I, I don't think, know. Then whoever's got this uh, Wikipedia page needs to update. Yeah, they're bringing it on it. Yeah, but uh, I do. I, what I also think is interesting about Black Flag is we're, we're spending so much time on um, Henry Rollins because he is, you know, the most prominent figure that came out of the group. But ultimately, he's not the most. He's not the guy who influenced the group the most. No, like Greg. Is it Greg Ginn or Greg Jin? I don't know how you pronounce it. Uh, I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna run with. Um, I think it's Gin. I was going to say, I'm going to run with Gin. So Greg Gin is the guitarist, and he was a songwriter, and he's really the only guy who's just kind of been the band. Like, mm-hmm. he's been the consistent guy from the beginning who stayed in the group, regardless of, you know, uh, you know, return tours now, return albums for the first time in years. You know, he's the guy. Like, there was a point where um, Greg called Rollins and basically said, like, hey, you know, um, you know, I'm leaving the band and he's like, well, the band is over. Like, this is his band. This is, this is his creation. If he's leaving, then that's the end of black flag at right. that point. Mm-hmm. So, um, but like nobody really knows who he is. Like he's not a prominent like punk figure in any, like not, not by like, uh, um, like sidle standards. Right. I don't know. Like don't Rollins know. at least, well, kind of crossed over more into a commercial run because he had TV shows. Yeah. And, so on, so forth. He was on VH1 all the time, you know? Yeah. Um, also, hardcore punk was like an underground genre that never really came up. Right. Honestly. So, no, like, you know, not. I mean, me, like, Dead Kennedys was probably the biggest hardcore punk group that came up somewhere, right? I mean, right. And when you, people, unless they like punk, like you said, and don't know Black Flag, people don't know Minor Threat all that much. No. Um, there's a, actually, Indianapolis had a hardcore punk group called uh, zero boys which mm-hmm. is actually a pretty popular group but most people probably wouldn't know who they were yeah. you know so it right. was like a it's really one of the only like underground genres that kind of like never made it yeah anywhere and, yeah but but it still had a really like 
populated following you sure. know people uh, like uh, hardcore punk was a big deal right. through most of the 80s you know yeah for sure uh, i and i mean like there's you know there's other groups like because you know they've they've had members of black flag who've either like people have come in from other groups or their members have gone to other groups like um you know uh, circle jerks is somebody who yeah, one right. of the members like kind of led into um but like you know, not, nobody knows Minutemen. Nobody knows Descendants. Yeah. Like those aren't like you know, those are people who then the punk sphere of things are yeah. aware of those bands. Like all, but, yeah, I all of those bands I know the name. Right, but just because I like kind of studied punk music yeah. like, sure. years ago, Descendants too, like, are a little bigger. A little, a little bit, bit yeah, yeah, they're a little bigger. But like, what is it? Milo goes to college. Is their big album? Is that yeah. right? Yeah. Um, like Minutemen, really, they had the one song that was um, the Jackass theme. And I think that's really the oh, only yeah. reason that anybody oh. knows Minutemen for the most part. Play that song. Just the beginning. What? I'll tell you what that that song's never been more timely. I don't know. Yeah, it's true. It's called Corona. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I uh, demonetized. Demonetized. Uh, you already said it once earlier. I um, I don't know about Minutemen though. I, that's a band that uh, I always heard quite a bit of for some reason. Something about them. I mean, Mike Watt's a big name in punk. I mean, I heard about in Mike punk. Watt. Yeah. Well, punk. yes, but right. I mean, like, he's just as big as Henry Rollins in punk. Sure. You know, I mean, I, I heard a lot about Mike Watt and um, Double Nickels on the Dime is an album that I heard a lot of, you know, that you hear a lot about. So I don't know. I don't love that album personally. It's okay. I mean, it's, I don't know. They're not, they're not hardcore punk. They're a no, whole, really. they're their own breed of punk. Yeah. They're, they're weird, but, but yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I don't know. Black Flag is not like, they're influential for hardcore punk. And I think hardcore punk is influential for post-hardcore. And I think post-hardcore is influential for multiple realms of punk and metal and so on and so forth. But, yeah. like, I don't... You're right. Like, hardcore punk never had any kind of crossover at all. There's not a group in hardcore punk that really became, like, big. Right. I also don't know if I trust people with black flag tattoos. Every time I see someone who has a black flag tattoo, especially when it's only the stylized uh-huh. uh, logo and not the words... I'm always like, I don't know if I always question like, did you just see that somewhere and you know it's punk, so you tattooed it on yourself, or it's, do you actually like Black Flag? It's like wearing a misfit shirt. Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. That's why. Well, I, that's the other thing. Like Black Flag, you know them because of their logo, but nobody, yeah, yeah. you don't know their music. Yeah, it's right. weird that it's style. This like it's actually that's probably like the most synonymous logo, like with hardcore punk. I would like, say, you so, know yeah. what I mean. You I would, would be the black so, flag yeah. logo. Yes. So I know I actually know I know personally people who have that tattoo. Yeah, I'm not surprised. And it's like yeah, I don't know. But uh, it makes me like I like Anthony Fantano because Anthony Fantano doesn't have it. He's got a minor threat tattoo instead, oh, and it makes yeah. me feel good. <laughs> that's like, one of the the few points that you'll give Fantano. I like him for the most part, but uh, that when I see that when I see him wear them tank tops. And I see his little minor, minor threat tattoo. He's like, you know what, Tony? You're all right, you know? He's mailing you. Yeah, he's uh, yeah, okay. yeah, number one mailing, so really. I wanted to try and find the song Liar by Henry Rollins. And I typed it into uh, Spotify. And the thing that comes up is a playlist that says Liar by Henry Rollins. But when you click on it, 
It's the song Trolls by Six Nine and Nicki Minaj. Oh, come on. Oh, they got me. He lied to you because he's a liar. That's a pretty good meme song. Yeah. Liar is. It's, do you want to play it? Yeah, I'll play it. It's, it's pretty good. You want to know why? I'm freaking weird, huh? Truly, it's a good song. It's a pretty good song. He's just, he, I don't. He, when I see him all beefcake, like it's just weird. It weirds me it out. Is, yeah, he, he seems like a stereotypical punk dude, but then he, when you watch him, uh, like talk about something serious, he puts on his reading glasses and like, when he's, <laughs> yeah. like, when he speaks, he's like very, he's like sits very proper, and he's he actually is very well versed in terms of vocabulary. Like he's a, he's a good speaker. I believe uh, when I was watching the video um, of his comedy bit um that he was talking i think that he said that he came from a military home i don't think he i, I don't he knew it wasn't in the military but i believe that that was how he worded it um but he's the type of person who's very like yes sir no sir yes ma'am no ma'am type yeah. like he's very like he's like polite to a t is basically the way that he described himself and he's like you know i, I am very much like a people pleaser type like you know um, the whole basically the whole story is about how um greg Ginn uh, he didn't say he didn't say his name, but I think it was pretty well implied. Um, kind of pushed him to take acid because he was like, "If you take it, you'll be less of an asshole." <laughs> um, and so he goes through this whole story where, like, he calls somebody and you know he asks for acid, and like the whole the whole story is basically like this girl um, on acid with him, and he's just like, "Sure, do what you want," like the whole time kind of thing um until the very end of course but he comes back and then uh the uh, greg's like how was it and he's like it was great but i think i'm still an asshole <laughs> so <laughs> it was a pretty good story actually was it's, that it's worth on checking uh, out. this is not happening is that what he, is that a, yes yeah. i believe so yeah he was also uh an actor he's been yes. in multiple yeah. films uh most prominently he was in the horror film feast he was in the movie heat which was directed by michael mann has al pacino and robert nero a pretty big movie mm-hmm uh, Johnny Mononic, Monomic. It has uh, Keanu Reeves in it. Oh boy! And then a movie called Lost Highway. Those uh, are his big his big roles. Uh, David Lynch film. Well, that'd be good. You know, Henry Rollins is it, in there. In David Lynch. Uh, my little story. When he and Ian McKay were buddies in school, um, they both worked at Hagen Dazs mm-hmm. at the ice cream shop. And at one point, they put out. You know, you have uh, all the different toppings you could put on your ice cream. And they put rat poison out there. Oh, shoot. Because it had this rat poison in the back, but it was like pink. It was colored pink. Oh, no. So they're like, this is kind of a, you know, look at this here. This rat poison is all pink. Like, it looks like sprinkles or something. And it's actually rat poison. So they stuck it out there uh, as a joke, you know, a confectionery joke as a potential topping for your haagen That's not a very good joke, I don't think. It's pretty it, dangerous. It didn't last very long, I don't believe. It was oh, okay. only there for okay. a brief amount of time, really. Okay. Now, it definitely didn't uh, go, was not there beyond their shift, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, so there's, um, obviously there's not, you know, there's not going to be a lot of like, uh, give, given, you know, the, the level of their popularity, there's not a ton of people, you know, like 
covering them or anything. But I did find uh, there was a whole tribute album of Black Flag songs, Black on Black, a tribute to Black Flag. And it's effectively just a ton of like metal bands who were ba- who were you know influenced by them. I listened to it's got Black Dahlia Murder, Bleeding Through, uh, Dillinger Escape Plan, um, quite quite a few names. You know, not not a lot of huge names by any means. Uh, but one that we have covered that um, did a cover, and it, it's mostly for me because I, you know, of course I would, uh, is Converge doing Annihilate this week. Uh, it's, you know, it's Converge, basically. Uh, I'll play you a little bit of it. it, it again, it's, it's Converge. Like it, could, it really could have just been a cover of genuinely any song in the world, and it, it's just a converged song ultimately. Like it, it doesn't. There's really a very, very litter, very, very little black flag to that black flag cover. Neato. They've had a lot of members. Yes. They have a big, pretty much a revolving door of people have just come in and out of that group. Yeah, I saw that. It's just insane, really. Yeah. It's only like a couple people that were really in there, you know, for any amount of time. I mean, they weren't. A really long-lasting band, anyways. No. Um, and what they only had like what? Well, actually, initially they only had like because I think Damaged was their debut, and that was like what five years after they had um, come together. If I remember correctly, I think it was in '81 yeah, that 81. Damaged came out. And I mean, they had six albums. Well, that was the thing is that they were under um, they weren't allowed to release albums for a really long time. And so they finally were able to release out like they, they had to fight basically to get my war out, which is their second album. And then once they were finally out of a contract because the label, I believe went bankrupt. Hmm. So they couldn't do anything anymore. Like they, you know, they, they couldn't fight them anymore and be like, you can't release music because they effectively didn't exist. Um, they were, they just hit it. They just hit it hard. They released like a ton of albums, like kind of back to back at that point. They were just ready to go at that point in time. Well, yeah. I mean, between 84 and 85, they released five albums. Exactly. So, so like, you know, that was really the the point when they were releasing music. And so, you know, they really didn't have a long recording period of time. So it was really people kind of like coming in and out of their live performances ultimately. So I thought that was kind of odd. That there was all that to it. I know that the their albums also. You know, I haven't listened to all of Black Flag's albums by any means, but they changed their sound fairly frequently. Like they played with like sludge metal. Yeah, they slowed down at some point. Yeah, and there was one point I, I don't remember exactly who said it, but they basically said something to the effect of, "We need to release at least one album that sounds like the last album, so that our." fans can keep up for a minute like it's hard to be a it's hard to be a black flag fan when every single album that you release is different from the last album and it's like who is black flag at that point right because damage is really their most hardcore punk album yeah well, and it's their most you know recognizable album in the hardcore punk realm but yeah and then they kind of you well they have lots of elements of other stuff thrown in throughout the rest of them their discography yeah. which is weird it's kind of weird to explore all of those different things in the course of a couple of years. Yeah, for so. sure. Ready to sound off? Yeah. Yes. I think so. All right, let's do it. Um, it's black flag. I mean, I, you know, I also, I'm not like super, super pumped on black flag by any means, but I, it, 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 yeah, it's pretty, 
pretty hard to compare the two on that one. Black Flag. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I enjoyed the Kodak Black songs more than I enjoyed the Black Flag songs. Okay. But I'm going to pick Black Flag because they have a legacy. Sure. But I did not like uh, the music in any way. I Are you sure you want to pick Black Flag then? I mean, be I mean, be honest yeah. with yourself. I like uh, I like Henry Rollins more than I like Kodak Black. So that's what okay. I'm going that's, that's fair. That's fair. Well, it's a clean sweep. Yes. Yeah. Patreon, Patreon pick Black Flag. Huh. Nice. Uh, I'll be honest. I don't. I don't think that Patreon cared a whole lot about the uh, groups that we were covering no. on this occasion. Which you know, I I could see that as fair. It's a you know. Perhaps not super enjoyable mumble rapper versus a relatively unknown hardcore punk band. So you know, I I like I like the dichotomy, but I could see why a lot of people were like, I don't really have an opinion on this one, guys. So you know, if you want to be heard on Patreon, you can join for a small monthly fee because that's how it works. It's a website where you do things like that. Go to Patreon.com/slash/RecordRoundTable, hang out, and do some things, do some votes participate in various other things we have on there and uh we've been trying to put out um everyone's while we'll do you know bonus episode bonus so there's, there's new, if you if you just don't have enough of us to listen to yeah there's more of us sometimes in case you need more because everyone does go on there and do some money things that's what it's all about Yep. and um it helps us because we got stuff to pay for dogs so get out there and do it thanks for listening to this week's episode of good band bad band let us know who you think is a good band by just uh, sending us some messages. Next week, we're talking about Michael. Who? <laughs> Michael? <laughs> Tom McDonald Jones. Tom McDonald Jones. End of episode. Say goodbye so we can do it. Goodbye. <laughs> See you next week, Michael. Michael McDonald. Michael McDonald. I knew what he was thinking. I'm coming, Michael!